0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Infidelity is more common than we're willing to admit and closer to home. Up to 40% of marriages are rocked by affairs every year. And the chances of cheating go up each year you're together. Among the 60-plus crowd, 28% of men and 15% of women have had at least one indiscretion. So why? Why do happily married men and women cheat? Well, Dr. Scott Haltzman is joining me today to talk about his book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. Hi, Dr. Scott. How are you?
1: I'm great, Amy. How are you doing?
0: Good. Well, gosh, that is quite a statistic.
1: You know, people don't realize how prevalent infidelity is because people just don't talk about it. So when it happens to an individual, uh, they feel an incredible degree of shame and embarrassment and feel almost as if it's, they're the only one in the world that it's happening to, um, you know, with the exception of Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, General Petraeus. Yeah, exactly. It's probably happening to a lot of your neighbors as well.
0: Wow. Well, you know, first of all, define infidelity. What is it? Is it, well, I'll let you define it.
1: Well, it's, we all know what it is when it's, you know, when it's uh, finding your partner in bed with somebody else having sex. Right. I, I think there are so many more broad definitions of infidelity that people have to take a look at these days. People having intimate, relationships with somebody else where you're sharing perhaps uh, yourself sexually, but even where you, you're you spending a lot of time with another person, telling um, telling intimate stories about yourself or your family, thinking about somebody else, having secret connections and meetings. It's fair to say that even if sex doesn't happen, there are a number of ways in which infidelity or emotional infidelity can affect relationships in a very real way.
0: And, you know, it's funny, is, when you bring up emotional infidelity versus sexual infidelity, is one or the other worse?
1: You know, the studies say that women are more upset when they know that their husbands have had um, an actual emotional connection mm-hmm. with someone, even more importantly than the sexual connection. And, and those same studies suggest that men are more upset if they know that their spouses have actually slept with somebody um, rather than just developed a, an emotional connection. Many sexual connections these days begin as emotional connections. So you really get two for the price of one. And it is an extraordinarily painful, um, shameful sometimes and uh, distressing emotional experience for the person who's been the victim of an affair.
0: Well, it's funny because you mentioned that both men and women have different responses to how it hurts, and I suppose that both men and women have different reasons for being unfaithful.
1: We, We do believe that men are more likely to claim they're not getting the sex that they want at home. As a reason, but that really bothers women. When they hear that, <laughs> as an excuse, because first of all, there is no excuse for infidelity. I mean, one of the one of the things that people will frequently say is, "Well, if an affair happened, there must have been problems in the marriage." And and my point of view is, uh, there's problems in every marriage. So so the fact that an affair happened doesn't really prove that the, the, the problems, that there were problems in the marriage, because having a, a wedding band on your finger is almost proof that there's problems. It, when somebody chooses to go outside the marriage and, and form a close emotional connection with someone, that really has more to do with that person's individual choice. Doesn't mean they can't work on improving the marriage, but that should have happened before the affair.
0: So is, is infidelity a character issue more than a marriage issue?
1: That's a great question, because one of, the, one of the things that I try to reinforce for people is sometimes you know, good people, people that would never in their lives think that they would have an affair, end up having affairs. So it's easy to kind of list it, to, to demonize the victim of an affair and say, well, you're obviously a bad person or else you wouldn't have done this. But I really try to be more sensitive to, to, to what happens in this kind of process uh, what I call the slippery slope of, of, of gradually falling into an affair and sometimes not being able to extricate yourself. So the short answer is no, it's not necessarily a discussion about character. It's definitely a discussion about strategies and skills of improving your marriage and not moving outside the marriage to find ways to feel good about yourself.
0: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Scott Haltzman about his book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. So lest you think this is all a tragic story, there's a light at the end of the tunnel because that's the name of the book of surviving infidelity. So I'm sure that some people hear that and think, oh, there's no way anyone could survive it. Marriage is over. Is there... And there
1: are a lot of people that in affairs that would have said that up until the moment they found out that their partner cheated. And then even sometimes the first day or two afterwards, that's it, you're out of here, pack your bags. But it is more complicated than that. And most couples, at least 50%, will at least make some effort to try to keep the marriage together. Because in part, they do recognize that it's not simply a character issue. So in those cases, Amy, where somebody is repeatedly having affair after affair, it's very difficult for me to, to counsel somebody that they should hang in there and keep the marriage together. Mm-hmm. It becomes a dangerous place. But many times affairs are really kind of a once, uh, you know, one-time thing, not necessarily just a one-night stand. It's a one-time thing that could last for years. But when a couple confronts it and can work toward uh, improving the Communication between the couple, uh, regaining the trust that was betrayed during the affair, and working eventually toward setting up new ways to to manage the relationship, they they can survive infidelity and grow and, and have a strong, good marriage that can last for for, I was going to say generations, but let's just say decades.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, so walk us through the timeline of the average affair, starting with how do they start and what are some of the signs and then maybe how we can come back?
1: Well, the average affair begins at work, but I'm saying average. Mm -hmm. You know, most people will say that they met somebody. uh, It could be, you know, that it's a next door neighbor. It could be somebody um, at, at a at the gym, or it could be somebody that you saw after 15 years at a reunion for high school. Uh, It typically begins with just, uh, you know, an emotional connection, just talking and saying, gee, you know what, you understand me in a way that my spouse doesn't, or you appreciate me in ways that uh, that, that my husband or my wife just doesn't get. And from there, it's, it becomes uh, certain levels of secrecy. So now, let's get together for lunch, but, you know, I'm not going to tell my wife we met for lunch. We're not doing anything, but she wouldn't understand, or I won't tell my husband. And from there, it becomes more secretive, uh, becoming almost like an addiction, uh, where you start to think about that person, want to be with them, and it Kind of moves gradually into uh, into sex, and that that can last for uh, months. In some cases, it can last for several years. Uh, but eventually, particularly with the internet, uh, text messages, cell phones, at, at some point, your partner is going to discover it, and that's when you have to decide what to do next.
0: Mm, mm. So, really, truly, social media is that upping those numbers of infidelities.
1: Absolutely. I did research from 10 years ago, uh, 13 years ago, actually, and the number of uh, people that were involved, either some type of electronic communication or meeting someone electronically was only about 6%. Now, those same numbers are 60% wow. of people have some type of connection with someone. They may not have met somebody on the Internet, but they're, they're texting, they are communicating on Facebook, they're nurturing the infidelity. And uh, it, it actually, I think, is making the risks of infidelity even greater in our society.
0: So that is all really good advice. And of course, you can find more advice in Dr. Haltzman's book. It's called The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. You can find him online on Facebook and also at drscott.com. I'm going to put a link to all the information on amystable.com as well. But, you know, I have to share with you my tip, Dr. Scott. And that is, I love the saying, the grass is always greener where you water it.
1: Absolutely. So yep. keep fertilizing your your relationship.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I am eye-opening information from you today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Scott.
1: Thank you, Amy. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to
0: living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Amy it's Kristen. did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them there's a lot of things to do especially this time of year but when you don't do things there's more time to do things does that make sense what i mean is when you use shipped to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day you have more time for the things you want to do to not do things so that you can do other things visit shipped.com slash holiday that's s-h-i-p-t.com slash holiday